Ramsey Network, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Campbell, your host, joined today by best-selling author, host of The Rachel Cruz Show. You guessed it, it's Rachel Cruz. And we are excited to take your calls about life and money at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Nick joins us up first in Birmingham, Alabama. Nick, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, George and Rachel. How y'all doing today? We're doing great. How can we help? Uh, good. Well, I uh, real quick, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, my wife and I paid off all of our student loans uh, last year. And, um, you know, that's created so much positive momentum for us. And we're going to be paying off the house within the next couple of years. And so we don't regret it one bit. Nice, Nick. We'd love to hear it, Nick. Way to go, man. How can we help today? Yeah, Yeah, so uh, kind of along the same lines, um, I have a couple young kids, and um, uh, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and I was just curious with with these these morons in Washington keep on making these student loans and people keep on accepting them, uh, I guess a concern of mine, is uh, tuition cost is going to skyrocket over the next 10, 15 years. And so I was just wondering if you had any feedback or advice on how to um, uh, look at these 529 plans in terms of how much to contribute, when is enough enough, is college even going to um, you know, make sense in 15 years? And uh, just wanted to see if you all had any feedback on that. Yeah, well, the college discussion, I mean, it's an interesting one, not just because of the news in the last 48 hours, but also I think that there was there was conversations before that happens on what is college going to be. I mean, the questions that you're asking, Nick, I think we all kind of are. I'm like, I don't the know. future of education. My kids are exactly your kids' ages. And I'll tell you, my husband and I still contribute to a 529 for each of our three kids. We're still doing the path because... At the end of the day, I'm like money invested in that. Uh, if they choose to go to college, it's going to be there. And we kind of will uh, continue to check in on that throughout the years because it is going to be a lengthy process, right? Still 10, 15 years till that happens. Uh, but I I mean, there's a little bit of me. I'm like, it's a question mark of what education is going to look like, what it's going to be like, uh, what, the pri- yeah, what the price is going to do. Is it going to continue to go up or is there going to be a huge backlash from our culture? And I mean, what your kids will want to study and where they will want to go to school. And honestly, the trade route has become even more popular. Uh, You know, even if you want to get into, you know, coding and make great money, you just got to go to code school and then you don't need a college degree. So so it's just fascinating. I feel like what the discussion is as a culture, Nick, but I, I can just tell you what I'm doing. We are continuing to fund a 529 for our kids because I do think at the end of the day, um, if there is a question, I think having a college degree, having higher education, I think it is a great thing. Uh, and if I can provide the financial assistance alongside my kids, uh, I am going to do that. But I think it is, I mean, we, and all of us Ramsey personalities, even kind of different, various opinions, Ken would probably say, oh, yeah. I have to give a, di- give a different answer than I would. But And Deloney's got a different opinion on education. And but Yeah, what do you think, George? I just think uh, we can prepare for the future without worrying about the future. And a lot of people, they're doing both. And sometimes that means they're doing less preparing and more worrying. And so the fact that you're even calling and wondering about this at with a five and two-year-old makes me feel like, all right, Nick's got a game plan. You're on track to pay off your house. We're on track to save for college. Now, if you had a 17-year-old and you haven't even talked about college, I'd be more worried right now. But the fact that you are 
getting ahead of this thing. And if you just contribute to this 529 and go, all right, our goal is to have $100,000 by the time they're 18. And let's see what things do as they get there over the next, you know, 12, 15 years. And at that point, okay. we'll have a much better picture of what your kids are going to be going after. They may want to go into the trades and they can still use that money towards that. You can change the beneficiary in the 529 at any time. It can be used for anyone in the family. So I'm less worried about overfunding it and I'm more worried about underfunding it. So I think it's okay to lean towards the other side. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your help. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, the best thing you can do as a parent, in, in my eyes, Rachel, obviously you have kids and they're young and so you're thinking about this stuff, but it's having the conversations early and helping them figure out what that path is. Because a lot of kids just wander into a degree they think sounds good, that they think will pay well with a job at the end of it, without actually figuring out, what, was, what am I wired to do? What am I passionate about? What would fuel me versus what would put food on the table? That too, but also to be like a little bit against that, I'm like, at 18, how do you know? You don't. Right? Like that's what's hard too is is you get a degree and I even have a great friend and she got an accounting degree. So she's an accountant, very successful, but she hates it. And she's like, but I got a degree in this. This is all I've done. And so like, it's just, I do hate that I'm like, as these 18 year olds, you kind of get boxed in. Or the pressure of like, you better have it all figured out at 18. I know. But then also it's like, yeah, but getting a college degree in, in a lot of fields helps you. You're going to sink a lot of money and time to the next yes. four years. So it, it is, it's a, it, it's an interesting uh, perspective to really look into in what what is the ROI of a college degree these days and to your point though also what are you passionate about I mean I, we I know kids that they're like school's just not my thing it's not my thing and some parents force them to still go get a four-year degree oh, that's the worst uh some don't I mean it, it's just it's it's a fascinating conversation yeah. and then in the last 48 hours too it's uh it's kind of blown up so. and my so the culture I grew up in was a middle eastern culture and it's very much you're kind of pressured to go be an engineer or go be in medicine because those are good, respectable, reputable yeah. fields that pay well. And it ends up great for a lot of those people. But a lot of the times you wake up after you get your degree and you go, I don't want to be an engineer. This is not what I was put on earth to do. And so there's both sides. We don't want to put too much pressure on the kids, but we also don't want to just let them figure it out on their own. We can help them along the way. Exactly. Well said. Well said, Good George. stuff there, yes. Rachel. All right, let's go to Sean in Chicago. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. You as well. How can we help? Oh, uh, yeah. So I had a cool question. So I'm 24 years old, been living at home with the parents, and I'm actually interested in moving out soon. Um, I'm debt-free. I have $13,000 saved for a move-out budget. This was just like a cushion for rent in case I was going to go to rent. But I'm also now thinking about maybe putting that as a down payment on the condo. And I'm not like teeter-tottering on whether it would uh, be better to like rent. Chicago's rent is ridiculously expensive here. And I've been thinking about like either, you know, renting or buying. And I really do want to buy because I want to own some equity. But tell me what you guys think. Is that your emergency fund too? That 13000 no, I have a, I, I No, no. 13000 is just for the move-out budget. I have an additional... Uh, seventeen thousand in my bank account. Oh, great! You're and John, great. do you see yourself in that area for the foreseeable future? Definitely, yeah. Definitely around, yeah, around the Chicago area. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you the formula we we kind of run the numbers through when it comes to getting a mortgage is that you on a fifteen year fixed rate mortgage you put mm -hmm. down. You know, if you're a new homeowner, it could be five ten percent. If you can hit that twenty percent, that's great because you can avoid PMI. And that your monthly payment is no more, your mortgage payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. So if you find something in that range, 
I would be totally fine if you if you decide to buy. I think that that's great. I think moving out of your parents' house too, Sean, is great. I know people kind of uh, that's part of their story as they transition into real life. But I think you get a sense of like adulthood and dignity when you're like, okay, I'm on my own. And I think I encourage that greatly. So if you're not quite at that formula, renting is totally fine until you have enough money saved for a good down payment and making sure you get what you want. Yeah, jump on our website, Sean. We've got a great mortgage calculator and you might need to rent for another year and stack up cash, but that is the wise thing to do if that's what you got to do. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey Show. This is your friendly reminder that you can come visit us and watch the show live. We just hung out with a bunch of the guests out there that came by to see us. We're just south of Nashville, Tennessee. We've got free baked goods, free coffee, a free mug. There's a timeline history wall, and you can watch the show on the glass, and we come out every uh, every hour. So uh, come hang out with us in Nashville if you're in the area. It's a free call, 888-825-5225. I'm George Campbell, joined today by Rachel Cruz. We're taking your calls on life and money. Annie joins us up next in Topeka, Kansas. Annie, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I was just wondering if, um, with my refund check from the government for student loans, if I should use it toward my mortgage or if I should use it to be generous or help somebody out. That's a very sweet question. Now, Annie, this is all conjecture, right? This is theoretical if and when you get yes. the refund? Yes. Okay. I was like, did you yes. already get the refund? Am I hearing things? Okay. Well, I did talk to my loan provider and they were like, okay, we issued the refund. You should see it in your account. Wow. This is big news. So, yeah. Okay. It's like, whoa. <laughs> so you guys are in baby steps four, five, and six? Yes. Okay. How much is left on the mortgage? Um, to a lot. We just bought the house. So. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> And you're wondering, should I be generous with it? What do I do with the money when I get it, is your question. Right. Okay. Well, I would apply it to the baby steps. And if you want to give a portion of that, I think it's a great thing to do if that's what your your, your hearts are driving you towards. Uh, but definitely sure. apply it to that mortgage. Do you know if it's going to be, be a certain amount? Is it 10? Yes. Okay. Cool. Rachel, what are and your I thoughts on this? I think my husband is going to apply as well. So, And he's got, he would get more. another 10 there? <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I would just keep throwing it. I would, yeah, you definitely can give some for sure. I mean, obviously there's never a negative when you're, when you're giving. Uh, and so using that, using the remainder though, to continue to whether you guys are, are saving up um, to replace a car, if that's in the, if that's in the equation, sure. if there's any big purchase coming up, you can obviously use it for that. Or yeah, just throw it there at the mortgage at baby step six uh, would be very smart. That'll feel good to see that okay. balance go down. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for the question, Annie. Appreciate it. Lois, uh, is it Lois? Joins us in San Jose. Did I get that right? Yes, you did, George. And it's a Lois that you've met before. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, wonderful. How are you doing today? Yes, How can we help? I was with you. I'm doing great. Um, I was there June 10th for my debt-free screen. Yes. So my question, yes. Um, so I am just about to complete Baby Step 3, and I am saving for a new car. As you know, the craziness in California, 
they are going to stop all the gas-powered cars. I want to get a reliable um, electric car. So I am trying to save for that. And I wanted to know how the thinking funds work. That's my question today. Awesome. I've had Dave talk about it, but I am not very familiar with how it works. How close are you to finishing Baby Step 3 with the fully funded emergency fund? So I'm hoping by end of September, and I wanted to save for another maybe three months or four months for my car. Great. So by end of uh, December, yeah. Do you have a number in mind of how much you're, you're wanting to spend on that car? I want to uh, spend 20000 20000 Okay. What's your income? Yes. My income, and I just got a pay raise, thanks to God. I have luck with you guys. Um, so it's going to be 230000 Wow. That's awesome. Are you Great married? Job. Yes, I'm married. Fantastic. Well, way to go. You guys are crushing through these baby steps, and I would say it's, it's getting time for the upgrade in the car, and you're, you've definitely decided electric, which you know Rachel and I are, are fans. We, yep. we love a good, we got, we love a good plug-in car. It's great. <laughs> Which ones do you have? <laughs> Rachel and I both, uh, we are famously now Tesla owners because Dave rags on us on air every chance he gets that we drive batteries with wheels. <laughs> as I plug in yeah, next I to his truck. I was going to buy a Tesla three years ago on credit until I met Dave and Rachel and everyone. Oh, you, thank goodness. We I saved you. <laughs> That's awesome. So good. So you good. That's so great. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, you know, how sinking funds work, it really is just putting a specific number aside every month until you reach your goal. So I don't know if there's a, I know you said you kind of have a time frame, which is great, but it would just be backing out of that and saying, okay, you know, over the next, if you can put 4,000 a month in yeah. a savings account in five months, we'll have $20,000. Okay. Okay. So that's how it works. Yes. It's pretty it's, simple. It's in, in a special, yeah. And some people, I think, George, you might be one of these people, that Uh-oh. opens up a separate account. I do like to have a separate savings account because you can do them online yes. very easily. Just open a new savings account yep. and put it in there. That way, it's not in there with your emergency fund and with the Christmas fund, and it gets a little jumbled. Yes. So it's, that stresses George out. So if you want a separate savings account for this, you totally can do that. Or if you just keep track of it and know, okay, I'm putting this money aside, and I know I'm going to be writing a check for a new car in five months and it's going to be this amount and it's great. So it really is just planning ahead and saying I'm, I need to set aside a specific amount of money per month to reach my goal when my goal comes. So. I love it. Thanks so much for the question, Lois. And I, I wish you luck in finding a Tesla for $20,000. If you do, call us back. <laughs> I will be very, very impressed. You may need to spend a little more than that, but with your income, you guys could swing it. It may mean waiting another month or two and yeah. spending 30 Well, I 35. saw the California, I don't know, I, I shouldn't speak on it because I don't know it that well, but I saw it come through that, yeah, that they're wanting, they're, they don't want to sell gas-powered cars, I want to say, wow. in the next, like, decade. That's I think it's, goal. like, in the... Until 2035. Yeah. Thank you, producer James. So, Lois, you have a little bit of time. You got a little bit of time. So, even if you wanted to, you know, save over eight months and save some more money and get a different Depending electric car, depending on what stage went. of life that car is at, we'll that's see. true. That's true. All right. Thanks for the call. Natalie joins us up next in Virginia Beach. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Sure. Um, so, my question is: um, If my husband and I are, we have a chunk of change in our savings account. Um, should we pay down our mortgage or if we're contemplating moving within the next three-ish years, should we 
um, continue to save up to put a bigger down payment on a future home, which will probably have a higher interest rate. Interesting. Well, I would tell you to put it towards the current mortgage. Yeah, it's because when you savings plan. Because when you sell your current home to buy your new home, whatever it's the equity, you could use that as the down payment as well. Well, that's a, another um, snippet. We would like to keep this home and use it as a rental in the future. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that does change. That changes some of it because I would want that current home that you guys are in completely paid off. Um, we don't okay. want you to have two. Mortgages. I don't want you to have two mortgages. Rate is, is lower. Sagan. Even if the interest rate would probably be significantly lower. Yes, even if the interest rate's lower. Yeah, having two mortgages is not is not ideal. So, I either if you guys want to get in the real estate game, you could again put this extra money, the savings you have on your current mortgage, sell the house, use some of it for a down payment, and then even say, okay, let's save up, or maybe you get the next house you have, you put twenty percent down or whatever's remaining, um, that you yeah. What am I trying to say? <laughs> You, for a new for the so, investment well, property no, for the investment property to to pay with cash for the for the investment property so uh, like basically if you want to kind of dip your toe into that world getting something even just like a condo I mean you could do something uh, and pay cash for it because whenever you do uh, investment real estate we always recommend doing it with cash and starting small mm-hmm. uh, so that could be the option that you guys want to do but no I would not keep your current home and buy a new home and have two mortgages because the rental. The rental idea, it sounds great. And a lot of people think like, oh yeah, it's easy money. And You're it is. You pay the mortgage for me, Rachel. It's great passive income. But then you don't realize, oh wow, there's actual people that are living there and they may not pay. Or I have to find new rentals. Yeah. It ends up being well, almost like this part-time job. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to give you guys some breathing room and margin and cushion, I would not I would not have two mortgages. Yeah, I'd focus on one thing right now, and that is paying off your current mortgage as fast as you can. And I like doing it towards the current mortgage because it's a forced savings plan. It creates automatic discipline because the money's not floating out there, and you can use it towards who knows what. Uh, but I love the spirit of the question, and I uh, hope you guys become real estate investors very, very soon. Thanks so much for the question. 888-825-5225. I'm George Camel. That's Rachel Cruz. We are here for you. Give us a call. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, But over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the Internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people.
George Campbell, host of the Fine Print and Entree Leadership Podcast, joined today by Rachel Cruz, host of The Rachel Cruz Show. You can find all of those shows, including this one, The Ramsey Show, on The Ramsey Network and wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Rachel, it's it's Friday. We like to have some fun, and that means reacting to videos on the internet that James sends us. <laughs> and the latest one is a fun one because it's Gary Vaynerchuk, who I find personally very entertaining. Yes. Generally insightful. He's got a potty mouth, so, you know, luckily this clip Prepare is safe. Your hearts. This clip is safe. It's radio-friendly, guys. Okay. Don't worry. The FCC's not coming after us. <laughs> but he's talking about investing. Now, he's a social media expert, entrepreneur, author, speaker, but he's big into the trendy investments of the day, including yes. NFTs and crypto and all he's that very stuff. very cool. So, we, we, yes, he's very cool. We disagree on a lot of things in, that, in the financial space, but he had something interesting to say because he does have his finger on the pulse of the trends that are happening out there among the youth of America. So let's see what Gary has the to say. Youth, the youth. If you go look at TikTok accounts of 15, 16, 17 year olds, you have 16 year olds that have in their bio, investor. And I'm like, this is profound. What I'm seeing is a bigger combo. The rise of people saying, I'm an investor too, and then the rise of what they want to invest in. So now you've got 15 to 30 year olds that think about investing, but they don't want to buy a one family bedroom and make recurring revenue on rent. They want to buy a pair of Nikes that are going to go up 2X. They want to buy John Morant rookie cards. They want the NFT to put in their social media profile and they want it to go up. That's very different than buying 75 shares of Turner because investing is now more pop culture and fashion. Everyone now sees it as a viable cultural thing you do and they just are gonna do it in new stuff. So alternative investments, that is a big deal and it hasn't begun. Interesting. And it hasn't begun. He's teasing it, Rachel. This is the future we're living in. It's no longer just Pokemon cards. But I feel like people always kind of did that kind of stuff though. I mean, not like NFTs obviously, but I feel like... But now with social media, it's a different ball game because yeah. it's like a flex now yeah. to have this facade of like, I'm an investor. Like, that's who it's I am such a as funny a person. Word. I knew a guy, uh, one of my cousin's friends, and he would come to Nashville, drive to Nashville because we have an, a Nike outlet in Cool we Springs do. outside of Nashville. And he would come and like rack up, and he had an online store and he would sell shoes that was like his thing and he'd drive around but he also had like a full-time job but it was like this side thing and it, his side hustle but i feel like it paid pretty well so i'm like i mean great that's awesome well these people are passionate about a certain little you know yes. niche and whether it's shoes or nfts and they kind of make it a side hustle they might make a little money and sometimes it turns into a full-time gig for some people yeah and it's not a bad thing but it can't be your only thing like when you're still not in my opinion investing in the things that have lo a long track record that are predictable that you know what's going to happen uh aka the market or 401ks Roth IRAs like like especially with retirement like that stuff for me is still a no-brainer and then once you've done that and you want to go dabble in something with some money knowing it's kind of a gamble um I mean that's your prerogative if that's what you want to do but yes. but it's fascinating that how it's trendy though which I kind of appreciate I'm like I'm so glad money has become like being smart It's cool to talk about now yes which yes. is fun but there is a piece of this where anything, you know, I've, I've said, if you follow the trends, you will fall for the traps. And that is my worry with what's 100%. happening is that these folks are falling into NFTs and they spend $2,000 on an NFT and they go to try to resell it and nobody wants it for $10. And that's what we're seeing. Which is there. happening. That, yes. That whole industry. It's a reality that I was worried about. absolutely tanked. Absolutely tanked. So... That's a, it's, it's all a gamble. Like when you're doing something new and what's on trend, it's a gamble. You have to know that. So don't 
So we're not mad at that stuff. Just to be clear, we're not like, no, those get off my lawn. It's just more (laughs) of a... In, if you're following our baby steps, you're investing 15% of your income into retirement, meaning your 401ks, your IRAs, mutual funds, before we start going, all right, we're going to have some play money, we're going to invest in some shoes, some crypto. We're not mad at that. But don't make that your investing plan overall. That is not a good strategy. Because honestly, the crypto and the NFT, the way it's gone, is not good. Not good at all. Not good. So... I know someone, aware. Rachel, pers- very personally, who Ooh. put their entire life savings Stop it. into Dogecoin. No, no. We're talking over $400,000. <gasps> George, I'm right here. James <laughs> is right there. I wish I could say it was James. That'd make me, it wouldn't make me happy. I don't want, any, I don't so wish that for, for James. James. Like, but out of all the smart people in my life, that's not James. That 400 something thousand no. turned into 80,000. Oh, man. And now they are in debt to Fidelity <gasps> for hundreds of thousands of dollars for margin calls and it's greed is what it comes down to. Yeah. It's get rich it's, quick yep. and it's what we rally against every day here at Ramsey Solutions. For 30 years, Dave has been rallying against this culture of get rich quick and the trends change. It used to be zero down real estate and gold and buy this course and now it's sneakers. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? So it's part of what we do at our <laughs> Building Wealth event, Rachel, which we didn't mean, this is not a pitch, but it's what we do at this Building Wealth event. We've been taking around the country. We've got four or five of these events this fall and Dave does a great talk about what he's seen in 30 years when it comes to investing and get rich quick. And then we lay out the plan to get rich the right way. And it's usually a lot slower. Than it's slower and not as exciting. Can we say that, George? I feel like we would have a very exciting message if we, if we were like, had a webinar go. or a seminar. We had all the youth in America there. And we were like, your 401k guys is going to get your. They're all going to stare at us and leave and go buy NFTs. We're like, go, go fund your 401k. It's so great. And in 20 and years, you'll people be a millionaire. Are like, this is awesome. This NFT, these sneakers, all of it. Like, this is the future. This is what's happening. And it might, right? Like, I'm, sure. I'm, at the humble opinion, things may change. I'm not mad at but anyone. But I need at least a long track record before I go and put my own money in it. Yes. And so that that oh. is the bigger issue. And these 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, they're living with mom and dad, probably. And some of them are amazing entrepreneurs. And I'm like, these are the kids we're all going to be working for one day. These are really sharp, amazing kids. And what I want for them is to have a long-term success, not short-term success and flail out. And they're also trying to pay off their student loan debt because they wandered into that. And they also have credit card debt and a car loan because they're flexing for the gram. And so this is where it becomes you're doing too many things at once. Yep. You're never going to build wealth that way. That lasts. Yep. So there's my soapbox for the day. It's a great soapbox. We did it. We I, did think, it. I think it's exciting and Thank cool, you, Gary George. V. Gary Vee, keep the it up. The culture might not, but I think you're cool, George. Wow. Clip that one out, guys. <laughs> I'm going to save that. All right. Zach joins us in Birmingham. Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys taking my call. Sure. Um, my, I'm going to preface this with I uh, just drank the Ramsey juice. Um, my wife has been preaching this for a while, um, but I'm on board now. So Awesome. Um, we are on baby step two. Um, I just recently sat down and built a budget um, with uh, every dollar, and um, we have about $29,000 in student loans. Um, that I just finished my master's with, um, and we have just a couple of thousand dollars in like medical bills from a recent birth of our child. Um, my question to you is, is our, her parents have offered to, to give us the $30,000 for the student loan so it doesn't collect, um, any 
money, um, any uh, interest um, over the next couple of years, and our goal is to pay that off within the next year. Um, is this a loan from the parents? This is a loan, yes, mm. from the um, from her parents, um, just to pay it off, and so we, they don't collect interest. Um, and so we have our plan is to accept that. Um, I, from my understanding, you may not suggest doing that. But my other question is, those the other couple of thousand in um, debt is not um, collecting interest. It's a medical bill, so it's just on a payment plan. Um, what do I still keep my 6% out of my, my match 401k? So do I completely not contribute to that since this money is not taxable or I'm not gaining interest or do Zach, I go Hey Zach, how much, how much, how much do you make a year? Sure. I make a hundred and five to $110,000 a year. Okay. Awesome. Zach. So no, do not take the loan from the parents. Suddenly you become in this entangled relationship where you owe them money and the borrower slave to lender changes everything. You guys make great money. I would knock all of this out. In pause the next the 401k. In the pause the 401k. Knock all this debt out. Press play on the 401k a year from now. Once you're debt free and have a fully funded emergency fund, you guys can do this. You're you're trying to math your way out of it. Just focus, pay it off, and you guys get ahead on your own because you can. You can, Zach. You guys got this. Folks, with the rising cost of everything these days, a lot of people are worried about not having enough money in their bank accounts to get through the month. And the good news is no matter where you're at with your money today, and no matter the state of the economy, you can get on a path to building wealth. At our Building Wealth Live events, you'll learn simple, common-sense principles to build real, lasting wealth. And this tour is its going swimmingly. We've already sold out two nights, and the rest of these events are on track to sell out real soon. So if you're thinking about joining us, do not wait to get your tickets. Phoenix, September 12th, that's a new one we added. So you can get tickets to that because the next night, the 13th, is sold out. Sacramento, November 1st, sold out. Minneapolis, November 10th, we've got a few tickets left. And San Antonio to finish out the season on November 15th. Passes start at just 25 bucks, or you can get a four-pack starting at $60. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats now. Rachel Cruz will be there. I'll be there. Dave Ramsey, Ken Coleman, John Deloney, the whole gang. And it's a really, really fun time, and we love being out there meeting you all across the country. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why they are the number one online retailer of custom window covering. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from David in North Dakota. My wife and I have been married for a few years and are discussing having children. Currently, we have individual medical plans through our employers since it's cheaper. My coverage is with a high deductible plan, which allows me to contribute to an HSA. My, my, my wife wants to be a stay-at-home mom, so the entire family would be enrolled through my employer. 
since children have significantly higher medical expenses do I individu- than I do individually, would it make more sense to stick with the high deductible plan and pay for larger medical expenses out of pocket or my HSA funds? Or should we switch to a high premium, lower deductible plan to cover the known large expenses? Uh-huh. Uh, the old insurance question. It's a classic. It's I a classic. Know. So this is something that uh, my wife and I do currently here at Ramsey. We have the employer-sponsored healthcare, high-deductible healthcare plan with an HSA, and we do it individually because we don't have kids, so it's actually cheaper. Yeah. And so he's saying, "Hey, once we go, my wife stays at home. It's all on me. I'm on a family plan now. Do I stick with that HSA high high uh, deductible plan or switch to the higher premium, lower deductible plan?" And we usually say if you have a lot of known health issues, medical things going mm-hmm. on, you're better off with a higher premium, lower deductible. But we just don't know yeah. what, the, what life's going to look like. These kids could be very healthy and you might be better off with the high high deductible. Yeah, if you have the cash available and you guys especially are in a place where you're like, yeah, we have an emergency fund if something like huge happens. Uh, I Yeah, I would tend to say the higher deductible and pay out of pocket so you're paying lower monthly um, or you're... you're health insurance you know for everything else uh is lower when you're paying for it so and you have the difference with whatever the premium costs it's going to be a lower premium so you can take the difference and put that that's right into in the savings HSA is what, as well. totally totally yep. and the hsa is one of my favorite things the health savings account because it's triple tax benefit it goes in tax-free it grows tax-free you withdraw it tax-free and you can invest the money once it's past the certain threshold which yes. is awesome yes and that you can, can be part it. of retirement it is yeah totally yep use it so that's what I, that's what i would say i would still stick with a higher deductible especially if you guys are in a good financial position and you can always switch it later on if you if there's known medical issues that come up it may make more sense to switch but for now i'm sticking with the high deductible plan with the hsa that's my final answer finally if this was who wants to be a millionaire Love that show. 50-50, George. All right, let's go to the phones. 888-825-5225. Marie joins us in Myrtle Beach. Marie, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um, I am 65. I will reach the full retirement um, age early next year in April. I still work full-time. I do have an emergency fund. I also still have a mortgage, um, but I only have about a hundred thousand in retirement. So I'd like to get your advice on. I'm on business, and I'd like to when I start doing Social Security next year. I'd like to cut back a little bit, and I'm not talking much, but maybe a third. Um, of how much time you're spending in the I'm, business. Yes. Which would lower your income. I'm kind of on burnout. Um, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's your current income? Well, I've, I'm set up to where I pay myself a very small salary through the business right now. Um, what did you report on your taxes just last year? Just enough to... Um, well, my W-2 was like 40000 Um So I pay myself a small small amount and then so let's say you know, 40k I believe is, that's how much i pay myself through w2 okay mm-hmm. what's left on the mortgage uh 230 okay 230 how much do you have in the business marie you 
say you're paying yourself a small salary. I'm assuming everything else is, are you investing it back in the business? Like, is that other money being spent or are you, is it in a, well, I have very low overhead in the business. Um, so I leave all the, I mean, I'm typically there's about, uh, 50,000 in cash in the business pretty much at all times. In a savings account? No, just in the checking account. Okay, cool. And you're asking us, so just, how can I retire with some dignity here, knowing I have $100,000 <laughs> to my name? Right, right. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't see myself ever just completely not working unless unless I can't for some reason. But, you know, I've I've really not done a good job, obviously, of... And I don't have any other debt except for my mortgage. Um, and I'd just like some advice on how can I build that up. I'm throwing everything I can at the mortgage, uh, the principal and the mortgage, each month to try to get that down. How much uh, you? So, how much equity do you have in the house? So you said you owe two thirty in the mortgage. What's the house worth? I mean, probably right now I could get about five out of it. Okay. Do you live alone? Yes. Okay. I'm wondering, because this is a pretty massive mortgage to be heading into retirement, could you sell right. and buy something with cash with the remaining, let's call it, 230 Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've listened to Dave long enough that I knew that probably was going to be the one option at least. Um, you know, the reason my mortgage is so high is because really a couple of years ago, the opportunity to be in in my in my retirement home just kind of fell in my lap, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Probably, maybe not the best decision, but. You know, so when I start thinking about that, I'm like, okay, do I, you know, do I give up what I considered to be my retirement home with, which is right on the coast, you know, happiness for retirement, you know? (laughs) Well, you're not going to really going to be able to, yes, because I mean, this mortgage, Marie, I mean, it's not going to allow you to really retire because it's going to take you right. a long time to pay it off and you don't have, you know, I mean, you have a you know $100,000, which is great that that's, that's what you have. But um, in, a, in a case, this house could be the thing stopping you to retire. Like if you could imagine, yes, living somewhere else, but not having a mortgage, suddenly what you have right. to earn per month to live significantly goes down when you don't have a mortgage payment that you have to worry about. It changes mm-hmm. it changes the scope of your retirement. I mean, it really does. And I think our homes, we get mm-hmm. so emotionally attached to them because they are, I mean, they're, they're a sacred place in our lives. It's the, you know, it's, it's our homes. Uh, but mm-hmm. what ends up happening is we put so much stock of our happiness in these four walls versus what you actually create in a home. And so... I think I would love to see you be able to retire early with a with a sense that you're not, you don't have to worry about paying for a mortgage, and that would be including selling the house. Yeah, the theme here is that this house is not the dream you thought it would be because you're not going to be able to put food on the table and survive, but you get to live in this house. So we're going to have to make some hard decisions here, but you can retire with dignity. We just have to make some sacrifices to get there. You got it, Marie. Thanks for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.
love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. Ordinary people built extraordinary wealth, and you can too. On Everyday Millionaires, you'll learn how millionaires live on less than they make, avoid debt, invest, and are disciplined and responsible. Listen to Everyday Millionaires wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.